does a zombie vegetarian eat? What? Grains. Wow. wow. To random sauce. I'm Mike. And I'm husband. And we have a special guest. Special yeah. guest, who are you? I'm Woodrow Hood, reigning Kentucky State champ and now newly minted Retro Wow TCG uh, Gen Con 2017 champion. Oh, don't sell it short. 2018, you are the reigning world champion right now. And Come Kentucky on. State champ. That's, a, yeah. that's amazing. You gotta sell it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta get okay. So one thing that I want to talk to Logan at Retro oh, Wow about is I. There we go. Okay, we we have the playmat, which was really cool. I really like that playmat, but uh-huh. I really want a title belt. I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah I think, I, come on. Yeah, I would wear that to work. You are, that, you are such. I would wear it to work. Such a bro. So it was funny because after the Wow event, the next day we were playing in Light Seekers, and there's actually a number of. Wow, people that were playing Light Seekers. I don't know if you remember him, Stupnik. Uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that name, but I think I heard you guys say Pat plays. Yeah. So he, he, the reason I bring it up is we were actually on the subject of title things. We were talking about how uh, the one major team event that was in Europe, the trophies for them was a globe, kind of on a pedestal, but it was okay. like a half globe. So one of the uh, USA team members, the one, turned it into a fishbowl. Nice. <laughs> Which so it was hollowed out. Yeah. So he, he just he put up screenshots on the forums years ago of uh, having it filled with fish. Which. And then he got kicked out of the game. Well, no, that was before that. But okay. anyway, was it was it because of what he did to the? To the no, that's no, a long no, story. Okay, gotcha. Sure. Yeah. Which I, we were only tangentially privy to is actually. All those events were before we started, but gotcha. that's a digression for another day. Let's focus on what happened recently, as recently as last week. Was it just last week? It feels like it was a month ago. This this week has made it seem like an eternity ago. It feels <laughs> like Gen Con was decades ago. <laughs> Have you guys been as exhausted as I was? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, I rallied a little bit on Sunday because I had caffeine. Yeah. Um, but that quickly subsided yes. throughout the remainder of the week and getting back to real life. Yeah. Well, if um, you were, that's all I had to talk about during our round is how dead you were. I was, <laughs> I was so tired. I, I don't know what happened on Friday. I don't know. I was right there with you. Yeah. Um, I really love doing that 5k. I love that 5k. It's one of my favorite <laughs> events at Gen Con, but waking up at 4.30 at Gen Con is not my favorite thing to yeah, do. Yeah, and then trying you, to do the You love the 5K. Wife, I need you to blink twice if there's a gun to your head. <laughs> yeah. See, that's I, what I okay. always say to her. No, all right. I like, I've recently, so I was a swimmer. Um, uh-huh. I swam in college, um, sure. and I loved it, and I did distance swimming, and it was fantastic, but um, I've recently taken up running because it's hard to get to the pool all the time. Sure. Um, and it's really you get to like you get to see other things other than the bottom of a pool. Do you know how exciting that is? <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah, running around in a new area. Too. I, I also get to do that while I'm driving, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So but, Woodrow, enough about us because people will hear about us sure. all the time. So obviously we're bringing you on because you are the reigning world champ. You are the Kentucky champ. You've been yeah. writing for us for a while now. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your gaming history and how you got started in WoW. Okay, uh, general gaming history, fifth grade uh, was Dungeons & Dragons. Before that was the regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Um, Dungeons & Dragons led into uh, the Warlord CCG, uh, which came out in 2001. and was an AEG classic, and I actually ran an event for that at Gen Con this year. Uh, it went pretty well. That was on Thursday night, and is the reason I was... I didn't run a 5K, so I'm almost a little embarrassed to say that I was tired. <laughs> In well, front of wife, but I'm not. Event. I'm not saying I ran it well, so please feel free <laughs> to be tired. Fair enough. But so that kind of you know that put me into card games, and uh, I hadn't really played Magic before, but I was introduced to WoW uh, in War of the Ancients, and I started playing by triple drafting War of the Ancients. Nice. And I got really good at that specific draft format, triple 
before the ancient draft. If, in fact, I would be willing to challenge anybody, money match. Uh, you know, we have eight people or seven other people who are willing to sit down and do a triple war the ancient draft with me. I'll put in $20. Um, Uh-oh, and, that sounds like a challenge, Vegas. Yeah, so this if you're is out there listening. I'm, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> gone. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Anybody wants a triple war the ancient draft with me, I'm ready. But anyway, one of my, one of my favorite decks that I would do sometimes was like mossbark.deck. I don't know if you guys remember him. I, I, it sounds, sounds like familiar. a note. Yeah, yeah. I was he, saying, he sorry, was a, I had to pause for a second to think about it. <laughs> he was a four mana uh, five five that could only be played if you controlled two or more uh, monster heroes or allies. And so I would oh, just yeah, build. Yeah. I, sometimes I would draft him if he was like super open. They, those things would wheel constantly, and I would oh, have like would five imagine. or six, five or six moss barks in my deck. And I would just need one. Uh, monster Alley going to turn four, and now just go Mossbark, 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 Mossbark. <laughs> nobody, nobody could beat the steady stream of five fives, and so I, I would just sit there and rack up product that way. I could see how that could be a challenge from the other side of the table. Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. I would, but been. that's that's how I got into WoW and how I got into how I started like initially getting product. Nice. Um, so it was never really a struggle for me to have a collection. I, I borrowed from you know people, veterans of the game. So okay, cool. Do you so? I'm sure you remember, but because the uh, we saw your Kentucky mat for uh, mm-hmm. the state championship. For those out there that are unaware, mm-hmm. it's Commander Wolfhawk on play mat. It looks it as so baller. It looks as awesome as it sounds. Do you? Wife remember? and I swapped. I I wanted yeah. to try out the otters to be honest, but nice. also I know you had said you liked it, so. Um. Yeah, we swapped. Uh, well, they're both for... kind of fish themed, sort of water themed. Yeah, yeah, there's some fins and tentacles in the water. Come on, don't look at me like that. Semi-aquatic mammal. So, do you remember what you played at that? Not to, you know, go into too much history before we get into recent history, but what did you play at Oh, that was one of the best moments of my life, so I remember it like it was earlier today. Okay. Um, No, I I did. I played uh, Mistress of Sala in in core. Nice. With Reign of Fire uh, out, so... The unfortunate thing about the year that I won States is that it came uh, in 2013 after the game had died. So, you know, States weren't going to even happen that year. But Kentucky was like, we have enough people and, you know, this isn't fair and we can do this because we do what we want. And uh, so we went ahead and had one. And I won. It it feels a little sad to not have gotten to win it officially, but. Hey, it's still something. I mean, I don't think we should feel down about that. Like you said, yeah. Kentucky has always, for some reason, had a very strong WoW scene, yeah. even historically. And, and it's definitely yeah. it's better than what happened in our group, as we all got morbidly depressed. And <laughs> we were all commiserating at one of the Star City events, where we're like, the writing's on the wall, we know what's happening. Oh boy, sad. that was a, that was a, that was rough. Just having Star City pick it up and then have a game die at the same time. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was sad. That's the way it, it works out sometimes, unfortunately. So, speaking of the Kentucky scene, is there still a scene there? Do you guys still play regularly, or how, did, how does that look down there? Um, it is, it's a smaller group now, obviously. Um, and it is more like, I would say like six or eight, uh, six or eight people that meet semi-regularly. Everybody games together. Um, I actually moved out of Kentucky. I'm up in Ohio. But okay. I go down occasionally, and when I'm down, you know, we always wow cube. It's just uh, it's going to happen. Uh, and a lot of times we'll try and jam some games with, you know, brews that we have built uh, and haven't had a chance to play on Tabletop Simulator with yet. So nice. uh, I like I like the brew. We like to try and find it. So we really feel, and I know everybody says this, you guys say this ad nauseum, the format's pretty unexplored. Right. Yeah. It really is. It's just unexplored. So there's tons of stuff you can do, and it feels very powerful and viable. So. Speaking of unexplored, so if, to the listeners out there, the deck list for everybody, including my list that did horrifically, uh, are all posted in the Retro Wow Facebook group. But we also posted both Woodrow's and Nathan's lists on our website, so you can check those out. And there's some pretty spicy things in this list. So I guess, is there anything else you want to ask before we dove into it? I mean, let's go into the event of all events. So we'll start with the list, and then we'll, I guess, afterwards get your thoughts on the event as a whole and the, the format and all that kind of fun stuff. So okay. for those of you out there that want to you know, follow along with the Bouncing Bear, we're looking at a red DK list featuring Ghoulmaster Kalisa, the one where you can discard an ally after you flip to put a 3-3 ghoul into play. So 
Woodrow, what made you decide on that particular undead hero versus the other ones or other Death Knight options? Sure. So I built this deck for year one. This is a year one deck, not a not a year three deck. Um, and year one, I was thinking the format would be a lot of known quantities. And um, I just thought that going a little bit over the top of the other decks that were known in the format, like uh, Hunter and Warlock, would be a good strategy. And Ghoulmaster lets you, the reason I chose her over some of the other options out there is that she lets you build your deck in such a way that you can kind of ignore your two drop. You just, it's built, it's right there if you want it. If you don't need it, even better. You just save up and, you know, cast your bigger cards. Awesome. And that completely makes sense. I mean, I've used her to strong effect in other events. So not mm-hmm. for specifically for classic, but I distinctly recall, for example, when the Metamart was trying to organize their Highlander League store series, whatever. That sounds amazing. I'm not familiar, but that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. They were, again, right as the game was ending. But they were really trying to push, and they even ran an event at Worlds, and she was one of the popular heroes because it offers some consistency in an inconsistent format. So I definitely am familiar with her power level on that front. Sure. One of the other things that jumped out to me about this list right away is that you don't have what I guess most people would say would be a standard list where it's 15 four ofs, which I do like because you have such a variety of different things. So mm-hmm. what led you to that end? Was it just, you know, you wanted to cover all bases or was it you got too excited and you wanted to include everything or how'd you end up there? Um, so there are a fair number of four ofs, but you're right. There are some numbers that moved up and down. Uh, when I started out, uh, I didn't I haven't moved a lot from year one, but when I started out in year one, I only had two Edwins. And I had four data. Uh, and I mean, this is a small change, but I, I just, I felt like Edwin was really good. Uh, the more and more I played him in Classic, the more I felt like he was, he's really soft to, you know, a couple of things, Blizzard being one of them. Mm-hmm. But he has a lot uh, that he does, including like trading with Death Veer and then leaving some behind. And yeah. so I went up to three of him. And down to three Daydak. Um, let's see, some of the two. So I don't really have a lot of two of. The only two of uh, that I have in the main deck is Garrosh and Army of the Dead. Um, Army of the Dead is just one of those cards you you absolutely want it. It's one of the reasons you're playing DK. It is uh, amazing, but obviously you can't overload on it because it's it costs six. Yeah. So and it like that's definitely a big issue with Army is in the current format is it's Probably one turn too late. Well, yeah, typically. Even that, how many? If you have to army more than once, you're probably in terrible shape. True. Story. <laughs> um, yeah. You yeah. only need to use that card once, and then it usually puts you firmly in the driver's seat if uh, if you weren't there. Absolutely. Um, and it's also amazing against Weldon. Obviously, we didn't have a ton of Weldon decks this year to prey on with it, but it's uh, it's pretty funny against him. Yeah, I'm okay with the fact that we didn't have a bunch of Weldon. Maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, he's not exactly the most fun guy to sit across from. But he's not. <laughs> what are you going to do? I, I also like Army, so I'm not playing a blue list, but if I were playing a blue DK and playing my own Weldons, it, it kind of makes the um, it makes a Warlock matchup more bearable where you go Weldon and they go Hezriana, your Weldon, and yeah. then you go, well, it's turn six now, I Corpse Explosion. Um, that's really nice to kind of hedge against uh, Warlock. Or blue DK, not that we're talking about that, but well, that, that's a um, it's a fun interaction. Yeah, that's completely uh, fair. Yeah, the other two drop is, or the other two of rather is, uh, I just needed, a, I wanted a five drop. Five drops in this format, I think, feel really good because, like you guys were saying, turn six feels a little too slow. Right. Um, and while Mazicon is on a whole another power level um, compared to a lot of cards, he does cost six, and so I wanted to put something in that was just kind of proactive and. Um, I kind of figured out that I can just, with this deck through playtest, I figured out that I can just go overload on four drops. I, I play way too many four drops, but I'm pitching one on turn two, most likely. Right. And then when turn four hits, I'm playing nothing but bangers. I don't know what you're doing with your deck. I don't know what your plan was when you sat down uh, to play a game of WoW, but on turn four, I'm just going banger, banger, like just nothing but raw power. And having Garage was nice to bridge... Uh, the four to six, if um, if he comes up, you know, he's only two of, but he's phenomenal. 
So would you say that it's not unlike your War of the Ancients drafting strategy? Once you get a certain turn, you're just slamming giant dudes every turn. Stick to what you know, yeah. <laughs> I think that's an acceptable Absolutely. strategy. That's usually my main strategy, so, so I'm, I'm good with it. You wanted to ask about Garrosh, right, wife? Um, yes, but now I can't remember what I was going to ask. I well, made was, a note and I can't remember. I did, how I, often did he come out? Because I really, so one of, we had gotten a case of War of the Ancients when it first came out, and we got the Garrosh textless card. So I've been dying to put him, oh. like, I put him in decks everywhere. But he usually ends up being like that 61st, 62nd card. Yeah. Oh, sure. So how did he save the day for you? Or did is he really just that, like you said, that five drop and he just happens to fit? Oh, no, he is. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to overhype him, but he is incredible. Um, I don't think I can go up to three of them because two feels like the right spot. Uh, maybe he could go up to three of them, but... He forces your opponent to, basically what he does is, he looks terrible, right? He's a match the gathering creature. He right. can't attack allies. He doesn't get, he doesn't get to dictate combat the way that other allies do. But the, the weird kind of subtle thing about him is he does dictate combat because your opponent has to answer him. Oh, yeah. You play him and they have to do something. They have to kill him. And he's kind of like a mazic on a turn earlier because, you know, he's huge. He's a 5-7. They've got to spend, they got to commit resources into him or else he's going to just start taking over the game. Um, and that's what he did every game. Um, when you're ahead, he puts you way far ahead. Uh, when you're behind, your opponent has to, if they're not really pressuring your life total, they have to step back and, you know, he's going to pressure theirs at this point. He's going to outrace them. So right. um, he was just phenomenal. Uh, and yes, I did see him. I believe I saw him four times uh, during nice. the event, which was only, you know, four rounds. But uh, I saw him, I believe, four times at each time he was, Agonizing for the opponent. Awesome. Um, and you see the, you know, you see them like, you know, look off to the side, like, what just happened? I just took five. <laughs> Either this guy just went, you know, um, Death Gear into Garrosh, and Mazicon's probably not far behind. Right. Yeah. Uh, and when that happens, those games are just, you know, it's pretty one-sided. Oh, I would imagine. So you you brought up not to deviate too far from Garrosh, but you brought up the Daydax and the Edwins. But it between Deathbeer and Edwin, you dodge Hezrianas a lot. But then Garrosh and Mazukan obviously feel worse. I mean, maybe not Garrosh. Yeah. How did or did Hezriana really impact your plans at all, or do you feel that the list is so resilient against her that you just don't care? Yeah, I I have an interesting philosophy on Hezriana that I kind of adopted during year one because honestly I hadn't played classic until year one of the retro. Um, the retro group, and then I started, you know, play testing and kind of preparing myself and learning about classic. But I kind of adopted early on that I'm just not going to be scared of Hezriana. You know, I, I almost kind of play into her with my card choices because it's it's definitely nice to not be um, to not have a lot of Hezriana targets. But at the same time, if you overload on just if you overload on Hezriana targets, they can only play so many. You know, they've only got two Dread Seed of Zoroth at most typically. And then, you know, the four Hezriana, and they're having to switch out Hezrianas if they, you know, want to play another one, if you just leave the one. So, Garrosh, honestly, isn't even a target, though. He, uh, right. Hezriana, what she says is, you know, she's a 2-3 ferocity that can only attack heroes and makes 2-2s two at the beginning of your turn equal to the number of orcs you control, but she's a demon. So, yeah, she doesn't really do much when she grabs Garrosh. But basically, yeah, I, you know, this is... Uh, Daydak and Mazicon are juicy Hezriana targets. Buzzed is a pretty juicy Hezriana target. Um, yeah. And then the deck's kind of resilient after that. But right. I just played into her. I, I didn't really adjust much for her. I just, what you're doing with this deck is being threat dense. What Warlocks typically do is play a bunch of abilities and good, like, mid range uh, ability cards, but then they're kind of threat light after that. And I. And some of the philosophy, like especially in this game, that threats are a little bit better than answers. Um, of that comes up in a lot of games and game theory, and I think it's true, and generally true in classic. Uh, so I went with that. Yeah, it, threat dense is definitely an yeah. accurate way to describe this because as I keep <laughs> looking at the list, and it's like, man, every card in this you would in maybe not literally every situation, but virtually every situation, you are happy to draw. Pretty much any ally in this deck. 
Yeah. Especially post turn four, because you start slamming every one of those and follow them up with another copy. Your opponent is very quickly going to run out of options. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I feel that on a, on a deep level. <laughs> oh, why is that, yeah. Mike? Uh, because I quickly ran out of options. So, speaking of that, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your matches actually went? Sure. Uh, so, I, I jotted down some notes real quick before the uh, oh, call, and um, I'll just go through the rounds one by one real quick. Um, round one, I was against a good friend, Patrick Broadway, playing Deathwish. Um, Two or three weeks before the uh, event, I actually was able to go down to Kentucky and visit some friends, including Patrick. And we played about six or seven games of Death Wish versus uh, Ghoulmaster. We would have played more, but those games take a while. I would imagine. Um, yeah. Death Wish is supposed to eat uh, mid-range, you know, decks like that under the table. Like that's, you know, that's what he wants to sit across from. But um, we kind of found in testing that it was possible for Ghoulmaster to win. It was hard. It was an uphill battle. Um, I don't know what percentage I put it at, maybe 60-40, uh, with Deathwish winning 60% of the time, but we knew it was a bad matchup. So Patrick and I sat down, kind of laughing. Uh, Kentucky made up half of the event, so we had like five people, and then you know the non-Kentucky was five people. So we knew we'd see each other right. eventually. Uh, so we kind of laughed, and then we sat down and played our games. I turned on some electro-synth music, and <laughs> we, we got to it. I like it. So that's where that was coming from. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah I definitely. <laughs> we were we were jamming, especially game one. We were both jamming. I think Patrick was a little happy because he's sitting down from what he perceives as a really good matchup, and it is a good matchup. Um, but I was fine, you know. I just I didn't care if I won or lost. I was exhausted from the day before, and I just kind of went through the motions. And man, game one, I uh, I knew Tuscar Kite was really like really important in the matchup. He needed to. Um, Vindicators brand away my Tuscar kites, and I needed to keep my Tuscar kites around. Right. Is kind of how game one goes. And if I'm able to Tuscar kite into enough cards that I can just put 30 power on the board, I can overwhelm his armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happened. I just got so much power. You know, I went four, five, six, 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 <laughs> or whatever. You know, playing my Karen's or yeah, Karen's face up. Right. And overwhelmed him. Game two, I had an opener of three and two, and I drew a grip of the damn. And <laughs> that seems good. Yeah. Against that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how that game went. And that was the game that Garrosh won by himself. I didn't need another ally on my board. Garrosh came down sometime on five or six and just started making babies and that's making cool. babies with those babies. And those babies had babies. And before you knew it, it was Planet Hulk yeah. um, on top of my play mat. So nice. that's actually fantastic. <laughs> it was, it was a good time. Garrosh won me that. Um, nice. I got really tired uh, in between round one and two. Round two, I played against uh, uh, Nathan from the finals uh, with Feltrade, you know, his Feltrade burn deck. And I was so tired, and I'd been up. I'd eaten at noon the day before and then 3 a.m. for dinner. <laughs> of and course, as you do at Gen Con. Yeah. As you do at Gen Con, but, you know, I'm 30 now instead of, you know, 17 or 18. It's a little uh, different now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's... You know, two kids later, and, you know, it's, I'm not capable of staying up the way I used to. So I was extremely tired, and I sat down across from Nathan, and I tried to talk with him a little bit. I think what I needed from Nathan, he didn't know this, but I needed him to interact with me and keep me awake. (laughs) But but he was a little quiet, so uh, I kind of got a bad case of, uh, yeah, I got a bad case of ADD, and uh, just kind of, you know, was setting my hand down on the table. I was like looking around at other people, like when he was taking his turns. And he was he was playing the game very honestly and not slowly intentionally, but he was just thinking through things. And I was needing to go fast paced or else I was going to pass out. <laughs> um, so I made tons of onboard mistakes. I didn't play well at all. I kind of just gave up in my mind. I thought I don't even want to play these games. I'm just I'm so tired right now. I need to like rest. Yeah. And I, I feel bad because I was. I wasn't a good sportsman because I wasn't giving Nathan my, my best. And I, and that comes back to the finals, uh, which we'll get to because I feel like I bait and switched him. Like he thought he was, he probably thought he was just going to roll me over. He's like, this guy, he, he didn't attack me with his Broderick, uh, trigger, you know, his Broderick in the yard for like six turns. You know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm just going to roll him over. This guy's know what he's doing. Um, 
And so that was round two. But yeah, he won. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I was playing well if I would have won those games. Like, I don't remember enough about them um, okay. to know how they would have gone. And then round three, uh, I'm trying to think of who I played against round three. Do you remember? I, I you don't know. Remember? I, um, I'm going to turn round three off in my memory because that was terrible. Um, yeah, so we played round three. That was fun. Compared to round one, I feel as though this matchup was a slight amount in more in your favor. Yeah. Hey, 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 I won a game. Well, tell us about you, it. One of you um, tell us. So what actually happened, now that we've established it was you two, quite clearly? Do you, do you remember anything, wife? Um, I remember that I won a game, and then I remember that I somehow didn't draw a pet for, like, the last... Like at the last Wait, game. Wait, I all. didn't because I was busy with my game that took forever. Were you, did you have them like on lethal if you drew a pet? No, well, I just I would have been in a much better position oh, if I had okay. drawn a pet. Like, I, I thought you meant like he had two life left and you could have flipped. No, four. I would have had a prayer if I had drawn a pet the entire freaking game. Um, I mean, on paper, I would expect <laughs> you are a significant favorite. In no, this he was matchup. totally right, Woodrow. Um, on paper, it is, a, it is, um, so the funny thing about Blue Hunter is it has mid-range elements itself. It's so, it's got those bizarre interactions, uh, with Envoy and Ring of Trials, um, that, and it's able to, it's able to play, it's able to kind of keep up and sometimes just, if you can keep the pressure on your life total, then yeah, Blue Hunter can absolutely win those games. I've played an insane, like, I don't even want to admit how many times I've played against Blue Hunter. That's Phil's favorite deck. Uh, spoiler okay. alert, and you know, Phil's a good friend of mine, we play all the time. And uh, Red DK was something I play tested ad nauseum for year one, so we played a million games of that. And yes, it's favored for DK, especially once I swapped in the Frozen Cores, but yeah, uh, Blue Hunter can win. Mess, mess my day up. Um, but yeah, no, I you definitely you definitely had the favor going on there. Um, but I am gonna I'm gonna say something as a plug for myself, mainly to win brownie points with husband. What? I remembered to ring of trials at least once. You actually <laughs> activated. I actually remembered how to use it. There's a I'm first just, time for everything. I'm just throwing that out. I never remember <laughs> that that's there. Um, Most of the so, time, she's so concerned with running people over with the hordes of werewolves. That I mean, she that's even usually think about what it. I try to do. But um, I remembered to use it, so I'm proud of myself for that one. That's that all I good. got. I think I looked over at one point. I don't know what game it was, but I saw a depth charger on the board. And then I looked over a couple turns later, and I saw a very empty board. So yeah. I assume <laughs> at some point you just kind of grinded it out, and then it was just, okay, all my guys are bigger than yours. Yeah, it was, I I want to say both games, all all three games where I got a, you, you build up a beginning board advantage. I tried to take care of it, essentially wiping both of our boards, and then your guys were just bigger, is pretty much how I remember most of the games. Yeah, that's pretty similar to how some of those games play out, or yeah. a good portion of those games play out. Uh, what I remember from the match is that um, I was tired, but I slowly started to wake up after round two. I had um, not. <laughs> and you were super tired. Like, you were exhausted. I, it was amazing. I was like, I can't believe you ran a 5K, you played another event, yeah, I another mean, card game event, and you're playing this event, like, all in a row. I, I got to get it all in. I kept it <laughs> upright, um, and that's about all I can say for my performance on Friday. I stayed yeah. upright. That was about it. So that um, was the end of the, the regular rounds. Right. Yeah, that was it. So, and there was talk about, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was talk about, it was kind of up in the air because we were only doing three rounds. I think maybe we could have done four and got a more clear, um, you know, first and second place, but we only did the three. And it was kind of like up in the air between me, Phil, and wife, right? Yeah, because you were my only loss. Um, mm -hmm. But someone destroyed my breakers. I wonder who that someone could possibly be that destroyed my breakers. I don't know why you're looking. I didn't play you. I didn't play yes, any of your points. you played me. And I beat you to a pulp, but then you proceeded to lose the rest of the time, so it didn't well, matter. Okay, I'm just saying, sure. you destroyed my breakers. <laughs> yeah, sorry, White. I'm just going to throw that out there. I should have played the, the bigger meme that I was planning to, but that's a story for another Next day. Year. So, in the end, it ended up being a rematch between you and Nathan, and, well, 
since you're the world champion, we know how it ended, but how did it get to that point? How did that match go? Well, it started out, I had such a bad, like, uh, self-inflicted bad time against Nathan in round two because I was so tired. I, I thought Nathan didn't want to play, but I, I kind of, like, just pulled myself together. I went and got, you know, used a restroom, got some more water, and just kind of got a second win, and I sat down and um, kind of started, like, throwing out some banner with Nathan, and we had an absolute blast. Like, it was it was so much fun. Um, we were so casual in how we talked with each other. I mean, we played very tight. We both played very tight games of WoW, um, all three games. But, uh, like, in terms of, like, table talk, we just, like, trash-talked each other and joked around and, you know, pushy, you know, pushy, <laughs> like, exhausted each other's cards randomly. And <laughs> I love it. It was, it was a good time. See, that's how it's meant to be played. Yes. Yes. Just, yeah. So just a little slap, ha- like tired, a little slap happy, but everybody's having a good time. So yes, I love tournaments because it does push people to play their best. It it's fun playing at the tabletop, you know, just playing at the kitchen. But the problem with that often is, okay, well, people are only half paying attention, or you know, the TV's right. on in the background, so you're only, you know, you're not giving your full attention to the game. Tournaments force that, but it is important to have what you were just describing where, okay, at the end of the day, we're still playing a game. It's still very friendly and we're all enjoying ourselves kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. Uh, And I think, yeah, because we were both relaxed and kind of made it fun for ourselves. So Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I, I must've ran to the restroom or I don't know where I was, but I believe it was against you in that finals where Nathan had pulled the dream. Is that correct? Yeah, you, you might, you, I don't know if you went to the restroom, you might have just blinked. <laughs> that could have been and the missed case. That entire, missed that entire five-minute game. Um, yeah, so so game, I'll just real quick, game one, uh, we just we just kind of like jockeyed over Tusk Archite, and I won. Um, you know, I got more, more Tusk Archite advantage, or activations, and just kind of won with my big dudes, um, where he was trading one for one. I was drawing extra cards, and they were all threats that had to be answered. Right. But yeah, game two, um, he drew his, his nut draw, and do you guys know what it is, or do I? Do you want me to tell you what happened? I heard about it, but for all the listeners out there, they, you'll want to pay attention to this one. <laughs> okay, so this is the Fell Trade Burn nut draw. Uh, minus one card. It could have been one card better, but this is still, <laughs> this is what you call good enough. So it's just a regular straight flush, not a royal flush. Yeah, this is what people in the biz call good enough. Um, <laughs> he was playing, um, oh, what is her name? She's Soul Drinker Bogmara. Yep. And so you sit down across from Soul Drinker, and what he wanted his opponents to do, and what I definitely did in round two, was assume that it was all-out aggro. So that affects your mulligans, and he was looking to leverage that, even that minor little detail, to his advantage a little bit. Uh, and definitely, I had him on aggro in round two. But anyway, so round four, he's playing Soul Drinker Bogmara. Um, and he went turn one blood soul, which is kind of what I want to see. You know, I, I'm fine with that. That's a card that can get swept up along with a bunch of other cards. So I'm fine. And at some point he looks over at me and he goes, you're going to lose this game. <laughs> he, said, my, he said, my hand is too good. You're going to lose this game. I That's a it. bold prediction. The Babe Ruth call out right there. Well, and I, you know, I just laughed because at this point he hadn't predicted anything correctly. Um, and I, I was like, you know, fine. Okay. I'm going to lose. Yeah. You've got some good hand that's going to beat me. I don't see it happening, but turn two, Azul comes out and I'm thinking, what's so, you know, who cares? What's the one Azul? You know, you're, you're going to get destroyed because these are just, you know, not good cards in this matchup. So turn three rolls around and he untaps and he's still got both of his allies in play. He uh, misses out a couple points of damage. I think he did this incorrectly, but that's okay. Um, he hit me with Blood Soul for two shadow damage. Hit me with Bazool for three shadow damage. And then he played two of a card that Wife is very familiar with, right? My favorite. Twilight Vanquisher Nolan. Yep, my boy. You, you guys have highlighted him before. Do you remember his stats or what he does offhand? Um, so he's my boo. He comes down for free when uh, when uh, shadow damage gets dealt. Oh, but by the way, he actually costs three technically, which yeah. is relevant to the next part of this story. Yeah. So he goes 
doubled. He goes, hit me for, hit me with Blood Soul, hit me with Azul for five total shadow damage. And since he dealt shadow damage that turn, he gets to play two of his Twilight Vanquisher Nolans from his hand for free. So now he's got a one drop, a two drop, and two three drops in play. But then he goes Feltrade, which is a two-cost uh, Warlock ability that lets you uh, destroy any number of allies to search your deck and find an ally with cost is it equal to or equal to or lesser than? Um, it's the, the latter. Yeah, so you could get something that. equal. Okay, gotcha, yeah. So equal to or lesser than um, the combined cost of allies that you sacrificed. And so he's going for a six drop, and I go, well, here comes Mazikon. And I go, that's you know, that's going to be it's going to be a beating, but maybe I can come back. I'm looking at the cards in my hand. I'm like, maybe I can I can beat Mazikon. But instead of Mazikon. In comes Thrall, Warchief of the Horde. Which is so uh, exciting. Yeah. I, is he, I think he's a 6-6, six, six, or is he a 6-5? 6-6. Six, six. Six. But he's that's a, not a, all. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a 6-plus, six 6-6, six, six, with Protector and Frost Resistance. You know, these are just totally relevant to this, but he does have them. And then he also gives all of your Horde guys plus 2, plus 2. So he is like... Um, what's the... What's the Paladin deck from Core? Oh, uh, Grand Crusader. Grand Crusader. He's Grand Crusader on a six-six, and when he, when he enters play, he returns an ally from your uh, discard pile or graveyard to your hand. Which, okay, that you know that's some value, but the problem was that he had played Twilight Vanquisher Nolan and sacrificed those, and he'd already dealt Shadow Games that turn, so he was then able to bring one of the Twilight Vanquishers back. So really, he just traded a Feltrade and a Twilight Vanquisher Nolan for uh, a Warchief of the Horde. Yep. <laughs> which it's, is pretty good. That's, yeah, a, good, that's, a, that's a good trade. Good. It seems like a good day. So, yeah. uh, snapshot of his turn, at the end of his turn three, he had a 4-5 uh, that could only attack heroes, a 3-1, a 5-4 that could attack whatever it wanted, and Thrall Warchief of the Horde, uh, and passed it back to me. And I immediately understood, you know, I'm sometimes I'm a slow learner, but I immediately understood what he meant by, you can't beat my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all learned a valuable lesson that day. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I, I looked at my hand and kind of looked at what was going on in the game, and if I had uh, if I had a corpse explosion in my start, or if I had drawn one, you know, going to my turn three, I would have actually probably won that game because he was he would have been far behind. I could have cleaned up his board that turn. Right. Uh, but I, I didn't have it, so... Yeah, strangely enough, Corpse Explosion would have been a pretty clean answer to a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's still a fun draw. It's it, it, like it's a fun thing to play. He, yeah, he got oh. to live the dream for a moment, because yeah. that's, uh, that, that's about as close as it gets to living the dream. Yeah, the, so the one card that he could have had better would be Lessons of the Nether. Right? That's the one where you exhaust in a Warlock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, to, to pick a card from your opponent's hand. If he had had that for his Blood Soul on turn one, it would have been the legitimate God hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead, it was just like the Hercules, you know, Herculean <laughs> hand. I mean, Herculean's pretty good. Um, zero to hero. So after that God draw, you, you, still managed to win it out in Game 3, right? I was sweating a little bit in Game 3 after seeing what he could do, but I, mean, I did. I um, Nathan made me nervous, though. So, like I said, we've been a lot of playful banner. We, had, we were having a, a good time. Uh, but he looked at me in Game 3, and instead of saying, you can't beat my hand, he just looked at me at the very beginning. As soon as we drew our hands, he goes, I, I kept my first seven, by the way. He looked at me and said, your hand is shit. <laughs> I like it. I didn't know what the... I'm just like... I don't know what to do with that, you know. It's all about the mind game. Yeah, what do I do? What do I even say? My feelings were hurt. I was kind of doubting. You know, I was like, well, do I scoop them? Yeah. Because, you know, my I, I can't recover from I guess that. I have to mulligan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it was funny, but I think what was happening for him was he noticed that his hand was, was pretty weak in game three, and it, right. was, uh, it wasn't too much of a game. I kind of just, you know, did Duel Master things, and it, it worked. Nice. Um, but it was, it was a lot Can of fun. The finals were a lot on? of fun. And again, I apologize to Nathan for round two where I was kind of just out of it. Yeah, I mean, everybody's allowed to have those days. Of course. 
And it, it was I had late the entirety on a Friday. of Friday as one of those days on the tournament, so I'm just going to say that it's allowed um, in forgiveness of myself, essentially. So, um, did Scenarius ever come out? I'm so sorry. I know that's one of the more exciting things, you know, parts of the deck, but I never played an Edwin or a Scenarius that entire event. They never I, showed no, up. No, you played Edwin against me. Did I? Yeah, he showed up okay. right at the end of game three, and, and I was like, "Scream!" Because... I, 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 I tried to refrain, but in my head, I was like, "Mother of God!" So, real talk uh, for listeners out there that haven't read it, Woodrow had written an article for us about sleeper cards in Classic, and I agree with pretty much all of them, but especially Edwin, where. I think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about Edwin because or just bad I, memories. No, he's a jerk face. But the bottom line is, whenever I'm building monster lists, it's very often that Edwin is in those lists. And I can certainly see why he should be running other ones, especially given the way the format is constructed. But to wife's point, the scenarios is another one where I'm constantly trying to do, well, I mean, look at your list. You have... All the good four drops. Yeah. Like, every good four like drop. Like, all of them. And then here comes Edwin. And they all seem... Well, Edwin's super resilient. Deathbeer's super resilient. Obviously, Mazukan's probably going to hang around unless they have yeah. Rihanna. So it seems as though Scenarius could have been a potential option there. So you're right. It is a little disappointing they didn't hit the table. But you can't have everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a bit win more, but that's such a master heroes. Yeah. Right. So, um, with every interview, we ask certain questions, and I'm going to ask those of you now. Um, they're just quick, quick questions, uh, either or answers or whatever. Super silly um, stuff. Okay, so, do I have to answer quickly? Ideally. Okay. All right. Alliance Ready. or Horde? Alliance. Constructed or limited? Limited. Combo, control, or aggro? Aggro, control. All right. Fair. And now the ultimate question. Darkwing Duck or Batman? Batman. Oh, oh no. Batman. <laughs> That's Batman. all right. We'll allow it. We'll Fine. allow it. So, any final thoughts on the deck, the event in general, classic? I mean, since you're still putting stuff together for us, maybe we'll we'll get more insight from you. But anything off the top of your head at this point? Um, I think classic is really fun. It's... Uh, it's a good format to be using. I was a little skeptical in year one when uh, uh, William decided not to go with core because I thought it made the most sense to me to continue something. You know, if you're making a continuation to just design for that, and then you can also hit classic with, you know, whatever cards you want to introduce, uh, but do it via core. Um, but I've actually kind of enjoyed classic. It's been fun. I, I didn't, wasn't sure what I think of it at first, um, but it, it's honestly, it's a brewer's paradise, and I'm a brewer, so I'm in paradise. Nice. Yeah. No, it definitely is. There's just so many different ways you can go with it, and I think that's what makes it the most fun. So, one other detail. If somebody, say, next year, they want to come to the 2019 Retro WoW Championship, and you're there to defend your title, but they want to bring your list from this year, any thoughts you'd want to give them, what they should look for, what they should look out for, anything along those lines? Oh, so I wouldn't change anything um, to the main deck. Uh, I honestly can't think of a slot that I'd switch around. It's not based on necessarily just the WoW event, but uh, tons of, you know, hundreds of, over at least over a hundred of uh, playtest games against like a variety of matchups. It's just the main deck feels really solid. The sideboard can be, the side deck can be tinkered with. Um, so look there, you know, if you know that a bunch of your friends are going, they're playing this deck or that deck, which is kind of what I did this year. Um, <laughs> just kind of looked around and said, well, five, I know five of the decks that will be there. I can afford to meta against my friends a little bit. <laughs> that's yeah, that fair. seems like a good that's way. That's totally fair. Yeah, but uh, that, that's where I would, that's where I would uh, play around with. I know sometimes when people see deck lists, their first, their initial thought is, I don't understand this and I want to change this thing out and then it'll make the deck better. I would recommend just taking Ghoulmaster out of the box if you want to try her and just run her for a little bit and see what you think. Yeah, that seems like good advice, and kind of where we land in general. I don't personally have any problem with people net decking, even mm -hmm. though, as you said, Classic is a brewer's paradise. You definitely have your options. But it is important to say, hey, there's a reason that that deck was working. 
let me figure it out first and then stand on the shoulders of giants. And it also helps, like, yes, it's a brewer's paradise. However, um, some of us look at all those options and might possibly get a tiny bit overwhelmed. <laughs> Analysis yeah. paralysis um, is a thing. So <laughs> it is also great to have things like that where you can be like, okay, well, this works. Yeah. Let me get an idea before I panic too much. Yeah, and just to put an addendum to, or like an add-on to Classic is a Brewer's Paradise. Classic is a vicious, ferocious, unforgiving, um, cruel, fast format. But it's also a Brewer's Paradise. But if you don't brew very well and, and really test your ideas first and perfect them and find out, you know, maybe they don't even work at the end of the day. If you don't spend the time to do that, you probably are signing up for a bad time if you're just running, you know, some random cards you thought might do well together because you see the synergies. Mm-hmm. Um, you really gotta, you really gotta try things out. Build a gauntlet, you know, proxies, tabletop simulator. I'm, I'm, if somebody Facebook messaged me and said, hey, I, you know, I've got a deck I want to try out. I want to play against a bunch of, you know, standard classic decks. Would you be willing to run them up against my idea? I, I'd be willing to do that. Um, it's, you, you need to do that. You need to do that a lot with your brews before you can show up in an event and expect to not get absolutely beaten into the ground. Of course. So I guess to, to close up like, weird... Like Vince did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was a deck that I did test. It just, it it just did didn't work. Well first year. Yeah, oh, first year. Sorry, yeah, brother. It happens. What are you going to yeah. do? Can't win them all. Or apparently any of them as by <laughs> the way I did this year. Um, you lost to somebody who never played the game before. Yes. Although he was playing, I'll, I know it's not my deck, but I feel like that's my deck. The spirit animal <laughs> yeah. deck. Who did you lost to Stefan? No, it oh, was okay. um, Josh King. Yeah, he was okay. playing the Jasani deck that I played at Worlds way back when. He, okay. He'd never played a game of Hearthstone or WoW PCG before that. Nice. Hearthstone doesn't count for life. It's a banned subject, and it's going <laughs> okay. to burn yeah. in the fires of Hades. Um, I'm on board, yeah. Sorry, I'm Don't still a little bitter. Are you? I can't tell. Um, you, sound a, you sound a peaceful. Okay, so I used to teach sixth grade. Um, okay. This is a little tangent. And yeah. the sixth graders were given iPads. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> Mistakes were made. Everybody so, gets an app. You get an app. You get an app. No, so they all come to me, like, because I was, I was the nerdy teacher who shocked. Um, and they're like, oh, have you ever heard of this game Hearthstone? And I was like, guys, there's, like, a much better version, and it's live. Like, you can play it with your friends. Like, But, like, we know you've played Hearthstone, so build us decks. So <laughs> I became the teacher that would build Hearthstone decks for people and, like, hating myself the whole time. Um, like, you know, you could you could have just told them no. Well, it was indoor recess, and I was bored. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, Hearthstone is fine. I just... I, I view it as the downfall. Is that fair? Well, the downfall of... The unofficial, because officially they just pulled the license. Unofficially, I think we all know what it's, actually yeah. happened. It's the downfall of... Um, the downfall of the beginning of our relationship. Um, <laughs> but we can we can make the best yeah. of it now. I mean, exactly. we, can keep, we can keep growing the community. We can keep uh, putting on good events. Uh, do I have a second for a uh, shameless plug? Actually, the next thing I was going to ask you is, do you have any shameless plugs or shout-outs you want to do? So go for I it. I do. I do. Um, Shout-out to Phil and myself. Um, so, Stacy, we are going to run an event this year, Origins Game Fair, and uh, we're really excited to, to do this. Um, we're going to run a classic event and a cube event, uh, keeping in line with uh, what we've been doing at Gen Con, and... Uh, we're going to run it through the Retro Wild ban- banner uh, under that umbrella. Great. Um, the Mr. Pandaria set won't be legal for the event, um, but it's just kind of because we're starting a new, um, you know, th- this has never happened at Origins before. The players in that area might not be familiar with it. I think it was actually William's suggestion that we don't do it. Um, mm-hmm. But we are going to we're gonna kind of try to do a little big. Um, we're excited about some of the prizes. We will announce them. Uh, we should have them finished up by the end of this year, and we'll start announcing them. Uh, sometime in the beginning of next year, and we'll do like maybe four months in advance. We'll start announcing things. So we're excited awesome. to explore the prizes. We're excited to see if we can uh, drum up some interest in the Columbus area. 
were talking about going to Origins. We were talking no, wait, about going to wait Origins. Wait until you see the, the like prizes, is what I would suggest. Wait until oh, you see the prizes and then let that make your decision for you. To be fair, he doesn't care about the prizes as much as he cares about playing WoW. As yeah, I, I mean, yes, the prizes are great, regardless, but I want to go play more WoW. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you haven't seen our prizes, so... Okay. But, well, where will... Where, uh, can you repeat again where you've said we can look for all the information on that as we get closer? So I've made a website, um, but I haven't, I'm not going to link it just yet, but I will be doing spoilers, uh, through the retro, uh, YTCG Facebook group as well as the Discord and the Reddit. So, Great. you know, awesome. each, each month what I'll do is I'll just do, uh, a prize reveal. I reveal a little, you know, chunk of the prizes and just kind of plug the, the event. And then the next month I'll do the same thing, you know, for the, four months leading up to the event, and we'll also try and reach out. I know we know some people around that area and see if we can get them to come out. Awesome. Ho- hopefully we can get, you know, hopefully we get a decent size uh, tournament going. I'd like to uh, definitely have one, you know, where we can actually have, you know, full, like, five or so rounds cut to the top eight. Right. This is my goal. Awesome. So around 20 players or so. Yeah, so as we get closer, we'll definitely have to get you back on to, we'll try and see if we can hype up the event a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. That would be fun. We have some unique pri- we have some unique structure of the prizes. Uh, I'll just go ahead and throw out there. We're going to do top of class prizes. So okay. top of class will get a play mat as well as prizes associated with that class. Awesome. I like it. So all nine classes plus class lists, which would be like uh, Implored Pinprick and, you know, that that class of things in case anybody wants to bring their Isoraph deck out. I find it very fitting that you chose him to represent the classless. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really embodies classless. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> so, uh, a lot of good ideas there. <laughs> yep. So any other uh, things that you wanted to plug where people can or find you? Shout outs Stuff like that? like that? Uh, no, so I mean, you can find me writing for... Uh, What's that website called again? Random Thoughts? Uh, yeah, randomthoughts.wordpress.com. I can now say yeah. that in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can find me writing for that, and I, I don't hang out in the Discord or Reddit much. Uh, I might try and start making an effort to do that a little more, uh, especially as we go toward Origins. And uh, But I'm all over the Facebook, so typically if there's a thread on the Facebook, I've replied to it somewhere. I just kind of, uh, I'm eager to talk about the game. There's not really that much chatter on the Facebook, but when it's there, I'm usually involved, so... All right. Great. You can find me on Facebook, Woodrow Hood. Cool. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our reigning WoW TCG world champion, the reigning Kentucky state champion. Lots of reigning championship. There exactly. For. And um, also one of our one of our most common guest writers. And we love to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for joining us, Woodrow. Thanks for having you guys. So for all other things Random Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D, thought, pod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon.